Hello, everyone, and welcome. It's the Janny Organically podcast, aka the Very, Very Quite Contrary podcast, episode two. I've got Courtney with me, Courtney Kayla, or as some of you might call her, Courtney Kala. I called her that for a while until I learned how to say her last name. Do you get that a lot, Courtney? All the time. <laughs> and if you just add a U in there, it's Kalua. So, you know, oh. I respond to all three. I, I think I that might be my, my new favorite one then, Courtney Kalua. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And so, Courtney... I had I had asked Courtney if she would come on and help me launch the podcast. And if you're listening to this, you've probably already heard the first one. So uh, this is kind of in reverse because we, um, Samantha and I, decided we needed to get our butts in gear and put out our response to the New York Times article about um, the global health threat. And so that ended up being episode number one. And so... And rightfully so. That was time sensitive and absolutely necessary. It, it was time sensitive. And so I uh, was thankful that Courtney is, was willing to, to come on in general and then to kind of do this in reverse and go like, okay, now that that podcast is out, like this is why I'm here. Yeah. And um, so Courtney and I will kind of talk a little bit about, a little bit about everything, first mm-hmm. of all, and then uh, just kind of talk about how how our values align, how we are similar with each other and some ways that we're different. Um, and, you know, just everything everything in between because oddly enough, I asked my readers on Instagram, you know, who do you want me to interview? I had already asked Courtney weeks ago. <laughs> um, but your name, of course, came up uh, as as a guest, and I don't know if they had a specific topic in mind um, because we're going to cover a multitude of of topics today. It's just going to be like we're hanging out and having a conversation, and and you guys are um, legally eavesdropping. How about that? Yeah, that's what I'm most excited about. I think is that Janie and I are really good friends, and we talk on a pretty consistent basis. And you guys are just getting a little peep into what our lives are like and what we talk about and share our hearts with each other. Yeah. And also, I'm sure a lot of you are like this with your friends. Sometimes you can't even, you don't even know what's the best way to reach them. And you might do it via um, a voice message app. You might do it via text and um, maybe you FaceTime, direct message in Instagram. Um, But yeah, we have all all of those lines of communication are open. We do them all. And at the same time, we have like eight different conversations going at once. So funny. Yeah, I'll be texting you or sending you memes or stuff or replying to your stories on Instagram at the same time texting you about something totally different. And it's Mm -hmm. like I'm talking to two different people. It's like we've got this one's a funny, jovial conversation. And this one's more serious. And but they're happening at the same time. Yep. That is our life. Yeah. So the the podcast, the very, very quite contrary podcast, um, came about because my husband told me, he's like, I, I don't read your blog posts. He's like, I, I don't have I don't have the time. He's like, but if you did a podcast, I'd be able to listen to you when, when I'm on the road. And because I kind of came into this podcast world a little bit late myself and listening, I realized, oh, I can I can listen to, you know, books or 
audio versions of stuff I want to learn about while I'm cooking, while I'm cleaning, while I'm driving. And I'm like, whole new world, like mind blown that I yeah. just didn't even realize what a benefit it was. And, um, but then on the flip side, I'm like, is he actually going to listen to these? Because he hears me talk about all this stuff all the time. <laughs> so he's probably like, eh, I know this, whatever. And like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, but the other thing, I know you and I both, Courtney, have several deaf uh, followers, mm-hmm. and they really appreciate our captions on our Instagram stories. So with that in mind, um, one, of the, one of the main reasons I'm going to be uh, transcribing all of my podcasts, so it'll be, every podcast will be its own blog post with a transcription of the audio, um, and not just for that for that community, although I'm, I'm hoping that they enjoy that, but also because as I've as I've been learning, listening to audiobooks and podcasts, there's there's stuff I want to like write down. I'm like, oh, oh okay, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to have to remember that that's at minute 42 and go back and listen to it and write it down. That I can go back and like do a keyword search and read it for myself or save that for later. So, um, so yeah, I hope I hope that is all helpful and. Um, that you guys that you guys like it and you won't get sick of my voice (laughs) i'm just i'm so excited to have you in my ear a little bit more than i already do and that means like my commutes will be like filled with more janny oh that's so nice yes i love you girl oh you um and i didn't you know want just ask courtney be like hey can you come on and like pump me up because (laughs) uh compliments they do kind of make me uncomfortable uh but (laughs) i was like hey janie can i like brag about you in this podcast episode and you're like Uh, um not really (laughs) maybe behind my back yeah (laughs) yeah no but you guys already know because you're listening janie is the real deal she is as honest as they come she is a truth seeker to her core i trust her with my life um and she is a very loyal and dedicated friend as well and so I'm just so happy that I get to be here with you and be your friend and do life with you. Oh, I'm I am so thankful for you. And I, I tell her all the time, you know, we several of us we joke because we know it's not really going to happen, but maybe eventually it will. We all live mm-hmm. in a community together, and um, <laughs> you know, we we all like we would have a little village of and and Courtney would you know be our chiropractor and you know i i could we could all like cook for each other and take care of each other's kids and stuff and if i were to ever have another child i'd be like um courtney can you come be my doula i know man also whenever i i recently just pulled my community on instagram and i was like hey who would you like to see take over my instagram and it was like a resounding janny which we both thought was interesting because i'm like well don't we already like if you follow don't we all follow each other already? Yeah, and, like, um, remember, a, maybe it was a year ago, there was, like, that little quiz you could do on Instagram, and it was, like, see who, like, most of your followers also follow, like... Oh, yeah. How the who, communities who's... overlap. Correct. And number one for me was Janie. Yeah, same. We had the most uh, in common followers. Yeah. So, um, interesting. They just... Okay. And, and they wanted to hear you on the podcast, so they just want <laughs> double doses. <laughs> We are just best friends, and everyone loves it. (laughs) So um, I I hope you like listening to us talk to each other. Sometimes I'm like, I wonder, are our voices different enough that they can tell who's talking? But I'm sure they totally are. And Courtney is 
a lot more graceful and um, has mu- a much more peaceful voice. I'm a little bit more brusque. No, deeper, you, you just get really voice. passionate. You get passionate. <laughs> and when I get scared, I just so you know, I like I scream like a man. It's a very deep, deep um, expression of <laughs> I don't fear. I just kind I of feel like we need a demonstration of this now. Oh, it's it has to be authentic, man. I okay, uh, okay. but it happens all the time. It, I get scared very easily. First of all, um, if you, you tell me that you're coming, you, you're Janny. I'm here. I'm coming around the corner, and you come around the corner. It still scares me. It I, there's still usually some expletives that come out. So there's some like that's a little like fight or flight response there. Yeah, I get mad because I'm like, I, am I wasting my adrenaline? It's like I have no control over it, but. It's just flying out of me. Yeah. Um. So, Courtney, first of all, can you remember how we even met? Like, on Instagram? No, I really can't. I can't remember who uh, tagged you, because usually that's what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you share somebody, and you're like, oh, I'm going to check them out. And you're like, oh, I'm going to decide to follow them. And then at some point, oh, I'm going to decide to interact with this person. And I don't remember any of that happening. I don't remember where it all began. I don't either. I know that... It's been a few years. I had... It has been a few years, and I had significantly less followers than you. Like, you were definitely already an established influencer. And so I think it was, like, me finding you. How I found you, I have no idea. But um, I remember I did a... I think it was a measles outbreak post, like... Mm, not too long. I mean, a long time ago, but it was well, probably 2014. Yeah, it probably was. That doesn't sound like Dixie. No. <laughs> was it Brandon? <laughs> no, but that'd be really funny. No, we are watching my mom's dog, which is a, a corgi. If you want to follow her on Instagram, her handle is uh, Sadie the Almost Corgi. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, she's I'm like, you yappy. have a Great Dane in that bark. I'm like, that's not a Great Dane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I do have a Great Dane. Her name is Dixie, and she is currently right here in my armpit. Um, you know, I think this is a good in- intro. To, let's talk about armpits. Let's talk yes. about armpits and deodorant and, um, you know, smellage. I am obsessed with armpits. Like, anyone that meets me knows that. And, yeah. Janie, remember a year ago, before you met me, you were, like, really concerned that I was going to smell really bad. Well, because I I understand the detox process, and I, I, I do it. I try and do it, like, once, once, a, once a year where you do, like, you can do a recipe of, like, bentonite clay and... I don't know. You've got a spray that you use with, mm-hmm. I don't know, what is it? Apple cider vinegar? And, yeah. Uh, Rosemary and lavender. And, but as clean as I would eat and as detoxed as I would get, and I would smell fabulous using a non-toxic deodorant. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't wear deodorant, I, I stink. So I, Courtney's over here like, I don't really need to wear deodorant. And I'm like, Really? I'm going to smell you. I will legit put my nose in your armpit. Yeah, and I was like, bring it on. Come on. <laughs> and she didn't She didn't stink. She smelled like essential oils. Yeah. Most people say I smell like a garden, and I'm like, that is the best compliment you could probably ever give me. Thank you. Yeah, you smell good. And um, so why, why do people need to detox their armpits, Courtney? So 
There are quite a few factors that cause body odor, and I think that's what's hard is people tend to source the most topical option first. Mm -hmm. So we look into our deodorants. um, We look into, like, the detox mask with the bentonite clay. But we often forget that the root cause of all those things is what are we putting into our body? Mm -hmm. Um, And the smell is just a response to what we're putting in. So if we're filling it with a bunch of junk, junk, yeah, nasty stuff, then we're going to smell nasty. But if we're fueling our body with um, nutrient-dense foods, then we really shouldn't have an off-putting smell. And now there are you know, different, like hormones can be a Mm -hmm. cause for body odor. Um, so I think that's probably more of the case with you as to like why you have some body odor stuff because your hormone stuff. Can we Um, just say armpit odor when I, when I sweat, when I glisten though? Cause I feel like no, no other part of my body stinks. It's just like when I do have a little bit of perspiration because I don't sweat either like I very rarely sweat mm-hmm. now my husband's if he's listening to this is laughing because he's like well you don't work out you don't like you know <laughs> actually do anything that requires sweating yeah um but I remember going to spin class for the first time a few years ago um because I as a younger child I I would pass out before I would sweat it would be so hot and my body has never like cooled itself down and nobody's ever been able to help me like you you just don't regulate your body temperature that well yeah and I I still don't know I mean I I do sweat but I remember being in the spin class and pouring sweat and I'm like oh this feels good it cools your body down like this is like I was like full-on 25 when it when it happened and I had it was like very um you know very weird experience for me and i was like this is i've been missing out on this and then it it, that has never happened to me again but again i don't work out that hard i i tend to do more um i I avoid things like hot yoga and and that i grew up in palm springs i don't i don't need heat i got i had enough heat in my life yeah yeah (laughs) i mean i sweat a lot like i'm adjusting people all day so i'm usually sweating at my job the whole time um and I feel like I'm just a sweaty person. Hmm. So, Interesting. And don't you have cold feet? I do have cold feet. I will get like cold sweats on my feet. Yeah. And I have, and I have hot feet most yes. of the time. Yes. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Yeah. And we were like, we could just play footsie and, you know, even each other out. I know. I was like, Janny, come warm my feet up. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm probably going to get bombarded with emails telling me what's wrong with me, um, why I can't. Sweat yes. properly. Let me let me let me just stop you right there, though, because I, I I'm going to work out a little bit harder. I'm going to just see if that that helps. If I need your help, I'll I'll, I'll ask you. I think that's really important um, to kind of like bring up. Is you know we're both known for being pretty raw, honest, and vulnerable on social media, and it's hard you know, like when we need help or advice, like our communities are like the first place we turn to, you know, like, hey, we know that they've got some amazing information to share with us. Um, But for the most part, like we're just sharing our lives because that's like where we're at and we're not necessarily asking for help. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's been so hard about being so open about like my fertility journey um, and struggling with fertility is that it's like I'm constantly getting advice there and, um, that's just not, it's not how, what 
would best serve me right now. Mm-hmm. Because both Courtney and I, first of all, have more more than one or two uh, highly qualified, trusted medical providers in our life that mm-hmm. have known us for a while, that know our history, that know our genetic makeup, that know our our hormone levels that know have all this blood work on us that know so much about us in context mm-hmm. that um you know they're they're working with us on a, on a number of things that you don't e- you're not even aware of mm-hmm. and just because we come on social media and share parts of us doesn't give you in context of what's really going on in in our entire life and so again like courtney said we share parts of us that may help you not feel alone, uh, might give you a starting point of things to ask your doctor about. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as a, like, if we need help that we will say, hey, we, can you give me suggestions on this? Um, But otherwise, our, it does get overwhelming. It's not. It's not like we're shut off to new information. Um, we are aware that there are multiple things for us to continue to learn. But when you mention something, you get bombarded with hundreds. I'm talking hundreds of messages. It's. Uh, uh, it's just not feasible for us to actually go through all of those and not feel overwhelmed and and stressed about it. So yeah. And I know that it's always coming from a place of love and like a really good place. Um, but I think it's also important to note that like how we address giving medical advice on our pages. Um, it's like, we don't do that. Like Mm -hmm. how we sought out these providers who know us and know our genetics and know our blood work and know all those, um, important factors. Like, you should also seek that out for yourself and not take the information that we're doing and just like automatically apply it to your life. Like there's so many other factors that go into adapting these lifestyles and making these health changes. And that's why we just advocate for every single person to take charge of their health. Absolutely. And if I understand it's not um, within the budget of everybody to seek out a functional medicine, integrative, holistic doctor. And, but what you can do, what you do have is the ability to listen to your body and Mm -hmm. to pay attention to the symptoms. And so if you do want to try something, I always advise people that don't start too much at once. Don't like, you know, change your entire beauty routine and your cleaners and, um, you know, try taking a bunch of supplements all at once. And then you're having a reaction and you don't really know where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do advise people like just do everything slowly, you know, also from a budget perspective, but also to kind of pay attention to you, your body may not like turmeric and you're making Courtney's turmeric <laughs> eggs. And I don't know, I don't know if there's anything wrong with turmeric for anybody, but just as an example, um, you know, just, just pay attention to, little little changes that that you make and see if it makes you feel better or if it makes you feel worse and um so yeah for sure so Uh, i'm curious janny um like are there things that you choose to share online and things that you choose not to share online or like do you where do you have this balance in your life um i definitely yes i have things that i don't talk about but I, I also try to make it a point, as I know you do, that we're not on social media to paint this picture that we have. We only share the good. We only share, 
you know, um, the, the stuff that makes us appear to be super, superwoman. Um, we do share some vulnerable parts, some um, uh, not so pretty moments, um, some transformative parts of us. Um, and maybe even something that may irritate people like, uh, mm-hmm. I thought you believed this and I can't believe you're doing that. And, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, every, everything, it leaves you kind of open for either judgment or, um, yeah, it, it, it can get a little confusing. Um, but I am a very private person. I am an introvert and I, I value privacy um and so whatever i've decided to share it's for a purpose um and but the majority of what's going on in my life um is is not for public consumption which is weird because i can't seem to shut up about you know on instagram i know i'm like so honored that i know your last name oh yeah that is um yeah that's something that i definitely decided to keep off of the internet and um I'm glad that I did. I mean, it's um you just never know. When you have when you have kids and you start talking about things that sometimes people get uh irritated with mm-hmm. or you just I, I guess you just kind of think, "Oh, you're you're you extend beyond you and um your protection just I don't know. There's information on the internet you can't pull back and yeah. Um, I never wanted to be at a point where I felt like, oh, can somebody find where my kid's at school? And, you know, so. Um, but, yeah, Courtney Courtney knows my last name, and she's not taking bribes. <laughs> <laughs> it um, took me, like, a few years to even be able to get your last name. Um, I also have a online uh I have fake names that I use online too. Not like I have fake accounts, but <laughs> I like when I order stuff, I never use my real name. I've never like been a, um, I don't know. I've never trusted the internet. So I, yeah, when I order stuff online, it's my last name is not ever being used. Cause somebody did mention to me, they're like, oh, well, I found this link and it said da da da. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's fake. It's not my last name. I don't even, I don't even care about that. But, yeah, I uh, I remember back in the day. Were you were you around when we were on Periscope? Yes, but I like didn't really like Periscope. So yeah, so Periscope, Periscope was basically like an Instagram live video, but mm-hmm. it was its own app, and it was live, and people would join, and um, you could ask comments and stuff. And so it was very big for about two months. Everybody yeah. loved Periscope, and then it was like, okay, we're done with we're done with Periscope. But my husband came on a Periscope, and we were talking about how we met, and everybody was just so. Um, they were just making fun of us because when my husband and I met online on eHarmony on accident, um, he was looking for a wife and I was not <laughs> looking for a husband. <laughs> just clarify that. And uh, there were some things on there that, you know, that drew me to him because I'm obsessed with the West Wing. So he had, he had posted that, you know, how much he loved Jesus and that how much he loved the West Wing. And I was like, oh, like this this guy is legit we got and, two things together in common all right yeah but two very important things yes. and um and but my i didn't use my my name was denise when 
and I had my name my my age was wrong because I think I was 25 and I said I was Denise and I was 27 and uh so when we did first talk I'm like oh yeah that's that's not my real name so we we started off our initial contact with uh basically a lie I mean yeah like you low-key catfished him uh I did I, I did use my real picture though. That's good. But because my name is unique, I I was like, if I put my name Janny in the city I was living in, I'm like, they could find where I am. Like this is how my brain works. Mm-hmm. So I was I was Denise. That's 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 how that works. <laughs> <laughs> how did you and Brandon meet? You were in college, right? Yeah, we both went to Abilene Christian University, and he's two years older than me. And so I was a sophomore and he was a senior and, um, he actually doesn't remember meeting me the first time <laughs> and there's a few reasons there, but one of them being that it was, um, bid night for the sorority that I was pledging, which it's called social clubs because it's a Christian university, but it's basically a sorority. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was wearing like a beard and a mustache. Okay. And, like, just, you know, the most outrageous things, like a squirrel costume, probably, like, just ridiculous stuff. So Okay, so he gets a pass on that. He gets a pass because I really didn't look like anything or anyone. It was crazy. So you, this is your version, this is your in-person version of being somebody like Denise. You were, you were just, you know, yeah. not yourself. I was Nunu Ray. That's, <laughs> that's what I was called, so... Yeah, he had no idea, which Ray is my maiden name, if you didn't know. But um, yeah, so I ended up, I played collegiate volleyball, and so I ended up coaching his rec league team, and I knew his ex-girlfriend, who was like a really tall, pretty blonde, and I was like this like athletic, brown, crazy, curly hair. I was like, I would tie like feathers and things into my hair. and uh, Also tall, though. Yes, like- yeah. I am tall. Um, But, like, I just didn't really think I was his type, I guess you could say, because, like, I knew who his ex-girlfriend was. And I also was, like, making my own laundry detergent. Like, I lived this very, like, natural, holistic lifestyle even in the dorms in college. And so I was just like, this dude is not going to like me. So I didn't, like, get any of his flirting cues because I was like, I'm not a Barbie doll. But... He liked me. And to this day, he's like, I did not sign up to marry a hippie. And I'm like, dude, I told you on our first date (laughs) that I made my own laundry detergent. Like, you knew what you were in for. You just probably didn't know the extent of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was not like that when Charlie and I met. I mean, I thought I was living a cleaner lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But on a scale of zero to hippie, I um, was probably like, a two and in comparison to what my life is now mm-hmm. um so everything has kind of evolved you know together so he's he's kind of watched this transition and i remember telling him like you're gonna have to stop me when i when i like cross them if i stop like shaving my legs or if i stop wearing <laughs> deodorant like that was one of the things and uh so it's pretty it's pretty funny brandon said um, like his greatest fear is that I will stop shaving my armpits and my legs, and then I'll just want to move into the middle of the woods 
and <laughs> have any Wi-Fi or cell phone reception or talk to any human beings. And I'm like, no, man, I love community. Like, let's yeah. just build a community in the middle of the woods without I mean, and it's not like there's, I feel like there's anything wrong with people who don't shave their legs or their armpits, but it's like physically uncomfortable for me. Like, I, I don't know about you, if you go a few days without shaving, I feel the trickle like like it's going down one of those little mazes when I take a shower hmm. and it tickles me to the point of like irritation. And so I'm like, I, I, I have to, whether it's winter, whether my legs are showing or not, this, I shave my legs for me because it's comfortable. And we'll see for so. me, like shaving is actually more uncomfortable. Like my skin's so sensitive that usually when I, every time after I shave my armpits or no matter what kind of hair removal I do on my armpits. Like I've tried it all. I've done laser hair removal. I've done sugar waxing. I've done conventional waxing, like all the things. Um, I will break out in a rash and get like itchy folliculitis. Mm. Okay. If I I can remove hair there. So I probably shave my armpits like once a week in the summer. If people can actually see my armpits, um, I've let it grow pretty long before and it, my husband really doesn't like it. Um, <laughs> it doesn't bother you, though? It doesn't... I honestly feel better with it. The only thing is that, like, I get a little self-conscious because I know it's not accepted in society. So, like, in the winter, if no one could... If no one is going to see my armpits, like, I just keep my arms down and I wear long sleeves and, like, no one knows. So, like, how would you, like, feel, first of all, like, being being comfortable in your own skin versus what is a societal norm? Like, how do you balance, like, expressing yourself that how you're comfortable versus what makes other people comfortable? I know. I feel like in so many ways I am so very true to myself and I do whatever I want to do no matter what society says. But I'm still just kind of hung up on the armpit and leg hair thing. But when I was in Europe, I saw a girl wearing shorts and she had full leg hair. And I was like, you go, girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't like, you know, over there, it's like more accepted. Um, It just I get a little frustrated that society said, hey, women, God gave you this hair on your bodies for a purpose. And we think it is more aesthetically pleasing if you remove it where our men get to just bear it all yeah um yeah i i i I, i'm i'm kind of with you um i don't know how i would feel about the armpit thing though if if i actually wanted to grow it i don't so i wouldn't be able to say like oh if i really wanted armpit hair how would i feel like from a societal perspective um but if you already do that you know, I mean, keep, if keep doing it, if hair removal was like comfortable or like not painful or irritating for me, then I don't think I would think twice about shaving my armpits. But like me, my dad and one of my sisters, we just have like some serious hair removal issues when it comes or just our armpits are so sensitive. Your dad? My dad. Yeah. Oh, just 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 armpits, though. And like not like shaving his face. Um. No. Yeah. Just armpits. He actually is the reason I started using, like, deodorant that didn't contain aluminum. Like, he does not do anything natural, but he refuses to have aluminum in his deodorant. Well. And so that's kind of what spurred. I would agree. Oh, is that what what started it? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what did. So now I just don't wear any. But I don't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You, You don't what? 
I don't like just not take care of myself. I think that's like a common misconception that it's like, oh, well, I just wake up and just put clothes on and And be dirty. Yeah. Like I'm not dirty. Like I shower with water. I don't use any soap. Um, If I have like mud on my body, I'll use the Olivia body wash. But I like still, I like to dry brush my armpits every day. You know, like I still do these things to like take care of my armpits. I'm just not putting deodorant on. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, and we were talking earlier about like, you know, ways that Courtney and I are similar. And one of one of the things that we I completely align with is how seriously we take the people that we partner with mm-hmm. and brands that we work with um, and promote to you in on social media or on our blogs is we we get a lot of pitches and we have to we do a lot of investigating work and we ask a lot of questions um you know from not not just ingredients and sourcing but who are you as a person as a you know why did you start your company and um you know how do these ingredients you know work work together and why did you choose these and um what's your overall mission and you know what all, anything you know you can you could think of and um and beyond uh, we we take these very seriously before we go out and and promote them um, and and use them and make sure that they work and that they they do what they say they do and we have a positive experience with them um, and so oddly enough said sarcastically Courtney <laughs> and I have landed on you know a lot of the same companies that we end up working with and it's not because you know they're they're just these are the ones to choose from. Uh, a with with a lot of other bloggers in this community, you'll see that we probably talk about fewer products than um, than everybody else. We don't talk about every every new release, every new beauty product, every new beauty box, um, because we try not to be walking commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to promote more of a minimalistic lifestyle and to really talk about the stuff that is genuinely like we think this is worth looking into and it might be a good investment for, for you or your health or, or, um, an addition to your, to your, to your household. And I was going to talk about this particular brand, but did you have anything to add to that? Well, one day I cleared out my email inbox, which is rare. I was like really proud of myself for doing that. Um, so I cleared it out. Wait, did you just delete them all or did you actually answer them all? (laughs) I actually answered and responded to people and which most of them were no's, but this is, I didn't realize like how many inquiries that I received for like brands to work with. And I know that yours is the exact same Janie since Mm -hmm. we have a very similar audience. Um, but I had the next day I had 85 emails that were not just responses to like what I had previously sent. I had 85 pitches from people of different brands saying, Mm. Hey, I want to work with you. I want to get my product in front of your community. And I was like, so overwhelmed and defeated because I was like, I just cleared this out. Yeah. But I think that puts it into perspective. Like when we share about these one, two, three, four, a handful, you know, of brands, it's like, we're actually just looking around our house saying, hey, I use this every single day. I love it. I believe in this company. I've bought it myself. Contacting that brand saying, hey, I really want to talk about this thing that I use and love every single day. Would you want to sponsor this post and 
you know, collaborate in partnership in this together. Mm-hmm. So it really is more of like this lifestyle promotion than just like a try a brand and oh yeah right that's like cool. hey oh yeah I could use that I'll get I'll take it for free in exchange for you know giving you some airtime on my on my feed yeah and um, I was going to talk about another brand but you when you mentioned sponsorships and um, I wanted to go ahead and talk about this other thing um, because we both love this brand called Hoot mm-hmm. which is a um, betting company and i think they now have have towels is that how you say it i never knew how to say it it's h-u-u-t yes okay hoot and i only knew that because they had a picture of an owl and it said give a hoot like h-u-u-t and i'm like oh because i've been saying hut me too um i've been saying hut oh really (laughs) because of the two u's (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I think I was just saying hut. Hut. <laughs> hut. Just a very long hut. Yeah. So the, you know, one of, one of the questions we get a lot is about organic bedding because um, it's, it's something that your body touches, you know, probably more than anything else in, in your home. And you, you, you've heard that said that you spend you know, a third of your life on your mattress and the mattress is a concern. Um, but you know, also your, your sheets. Um, but you also want your sheets to be comfortable. And I have gone through, I know Courtney has too. We've gone through like the kind of bargain organic brands from Target and Costco and wherever else they have them. I know I bought like uh, three or four different sets and they never lasted very long before they got scratchy and wrinkly and some of them started falling apart. And so it actually didn't end up saving me money because it was like 40 bucks a set 40 to 60 dollars a set and they only lasted like less than a year um and two or three washes before they got like itchy and for our house it's like even less like way less than a year because we airbnb you know and so I'm oh yeah and you're washing before people come and then i'm washing uh-huh. after so i i'm doing like double time i guess and well yeah be- uh-huh And I didn't even start washing my sheets once a week until like maybe five years ago. I would, I don't even know. I'm probably embarrassed. I might have only washed them like uh, once a month. Um, But I started to have some allergy issues and learned that like uh, dust mites are like a huge deal and they live, they thrive on like a variety of things, including like your, your dead skin, you know, that comes off in your sheet. So that's why they usually find them in your sheets and your bed is because you're rolling around. And, um, so I wa- have committed to, for the past several years, I wash everybody's sheets. Um, I say everybody, but we've got multiple beds in here. Um, sheets once a week on high heat mm-hmm. and, um, in both. I don't, I don't care. I, I want, I want them killed. I want these, these, if there's any mites in there, I need to kill them. And, um, anyway, so the sheets need to withstand all of that. And, uh, so Hoot had reached out because, uh, we have, I have used, I don't know if you have, Courtney, used a more higher end, more expensive organic sheet brand, which are very luxurious and they're very, um, wonderful. But, they are out of reach from the budget perspective of people. And so it's when literally it, why I have never tried. I know what brand you're talking about and I have looked into them and I have longed for their products, but I'm like <laughs> with all the student loan debt I have, like I just can't justify spending that much on betting. Yeah. It's it. They are expensive, probably three times as much as hoot. And when I looked at the hoot betting, I thought, Oh, 
these these are pretty similar, um, but I'd have to test them. And so, um, yeah, I, I used them and made them go through the washing machine. So I, uh, you know, maybe tested them for a, like six weeks before I was like, okay, these actually are holding up with um, how we use them. And they're still soft. They're way softer even initially to begin with from like the bargain stuff. And after all of that, um, they're still, they're, you know, they're still worth, um, you know, the price. And they're, they're just a lot, a lot more affordable than the luxurious brand, but they're, they're wonderful. So that was one brand that we both um, felt like we really wanted to promote to our audience because it was, it was more affordable and it fit our criteria. Um, They're all, you know, fair trade and um, organic and super soft yeah they are worth every penny i didn't realize how like uncomfortable the cheap ones were because that's all i had used cheap organic ones yeah and then i and so yeah if you go and check out hoot um i think on instagram they're hoot betting but now you know they're h-u-u-t and their um their website um is hoot.co and i both of us have codes. I know. I think I have like a twenty five percent off if you just enter Janny. And do you do you have a code? Is it Courtney? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Not too sure, but usually it's Courtney. Yeah. So you guys can try that if you want it. Um, but also, you were talking about how you use Olivia, which has been what we've used in our house for I think about five years at this point. And uh, Olivia is not a soap. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can talk a little bit about, um, you know, why we, because you would speak for me too, is in terms of this is why we use Olivia, why, why we don't want to use soap on our skin on a regular basis and um, why, how Olivia is different. Maybe talk about the microbiome a little bit. Yeah. So I firmly believe that our microbiome is sacred. And I also believe that, um, society is obsessed with cleanliness and so what we're essentially doing with the constant like antibacterial soaps and using any form of soap on our body is we are just disrupting and stripping that microbiome so our bodies are more of an ecosystem than we we have like more um microbial cells than we do human cells and these microbial cells that we have within our digestive tract on the surface of our skin have been around for thousands of years. Um, They're passed on usually from the mother's vaginal birth canal, coating our body with the vernix, all that kind of stuff. So really cool things. And we just, we strive to live in harmony with that ecosystem. And so one of the ways that we do that is we choose not to use soap on our bodies. Um, We use the Olivia body wash because it is not soap based. So it is not disrupting that ecosystem. Um, also I'm just so sick of this, like fear of the outside in of like, oh, I'm going to catch X, Y, and Z from so-and-so it's like, Mm. let's just stop fearing the microbes in our environment that can cause illness and just start increasing the health of the host, AKA you, you. Yeah. So that's like our whole take really on our immune systems, um, and just, how we care for our bodies to overall support and enhance our immune system. Amen. And the other thing about Olivia, which is great, and this is not a continual ad, although I do want to mention that Hoot 
um, is told me that they would uh, sponsor this particular podcast. Um, and just so you know, when we ta- when I talked about the transcription, it's about a dollar a minute. And so they're basically paying for the transcription of this podcast. So um, thank you, Hoot. Thanks, Hoot. And, we love you. And uh, with Olivia, it's actually really good to travel with. I I don't usually use the um, the travel size that they have. I use just we us as a family. We travel with one um, with one bottle, and you can depending on how long the trip is, you can actually use it as a shampoo. I've used it that way too. Yeah, so shampoo, body wash, all in one, and and everything. Yeah, I use it as a shampoo because that's something to think about too. Is your shampoo? You know, you're getting it in your hair, and then it runs all down your body as it's washing you know, rinsing itself out. And so that's also affecting and disrupting your microbiome. All right. And so on that note with Olivia, um, one of, one of the things that you're avoiding with soap on your body, um, would be something like a surfactant that you would find in a, um, maybe conventional body wash. Yeah, totally. And, uh, but I think there is some misconception about, you know, when you transition to something like a laundry detergent, that it can be, um, you know, that people tend to go the opposite direction. If they're breeding their ingredients and they're trying to be super clean, they end up buying a detergent that doesn't have a surfactant in it and doesn't clean their clothes as well. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So this is a topic that Janie and I connected on years ago, I think. Um, and she actually wrote a really good Instagram post about it. It's kind of in the depths of her feed. So you have to scroll down a little bit. Um, but basically when it comes to laundry detergent, I started using, you know, that was one of the first things I transitioned to cleaner and I started using, um, the soap berries and I used those for a solid year and our clothes smelled and felt horrible to the point where my husband was like, this isn't worth it. Like I can't do this anymore we need to just go get tied yeah and so we had to strip our clothes which i know you've gone through that process oh it's so bad and the thing is you don't know about it when when it's happening like if Mm -hmm. your your clothes aren't getting cleaned properly you're not going to notice it after the first or second load it's usually you know takes a few months of buildup yes and then you end up having to strip it which tell tell about stripping talk about Um, stripping courtney (laughs) it's just a really like a rigorous and annoying process. Like I don't like doing laundry in general. And so we used, um, what, like vinegar. What else? What'd you use? I actually use something more conventional. Did you really use like the, the, I use some of these diaper cleaning, like the, um, diaper pods. Um, okay. They're not diaper pods, but they're pods for like cleaning cloth diapers or something. Cloth diapers, and you know you have to get the water as hot as you can. And it was back when I had a top loader, which was a lot easier. Um, mm-hmm. But then some people will do it in their tub, where they just let them soak all day in hot water with something, some sort of like more like stronger chemical to really strip what the buildup is, and the buildup could be the soap from the detergent and then the some of the dirt and and um so (laughs) i like i've tested out a lot of detergents as being a blogger and i've ended up having to strip our clothes and our sheets and our towels twice and it is an intense lengthy process this is the stuff you don't hear about from bloggers is Mm -hmm. that when we test stuff sometimes it ends up costing us a lot more in the in the end 
Yeah. So I was doing the same thing, you know, like testing a bunch of laundry detergents and it was just, I mean, destroying our clothes really because it was making them so gross. And I just stripped with like, I think I did like vinegar and baking soda or something like natural I found online. And I really don't think it worked that well, but why like why soap actually clings to your clothes is because of the molecules. And so basically like a, you need a surfactant because a surfactant has a hydrophilic part and a lipophilic part. So hydrophilic is water soluble and then lipophilic is fat soluble. And so that means it can attach itself to the dirt, but then also release itself into the water to actually like remove the dirt and clean it away. So you need a surfactant in your laundry detergent and you do not want soap because soap will actually attach itself to your clothes with the dirt and then stay there. Yeah. So that's when you start to see usually on the whites that there's like some buildup and it starts to get a little grimy and it's not as white and it's not as bright. And, um, yeah, you start to notice it over time and then you're like, oh boy. And then you, you're like, oh, I'm going to jump out and go get Tide. And even Tide won't properly uh, clean it because they end up having to be stripped, yeah. which you don't want to do. Yes. And like washing machines in general are just like designed to be used with a detergent and not a soap. And so like the soap just like clings to everything, like even your porous clothes, like it just attaches itself into all those little rivets and it's just a really gnarly thing to have to try to remove. Yeah. So what's your favorite laundry detergent? Branch basics. Same. Oh, that's so weird. (laughs) So much synergy. I do like, um, I always do, um, I use the oxygen boost directly in the drum with my clothes and I use, you know, the, uh, the liquid in the little whatever. Um, gosh, what's the word? You pull up the little drawer. Oh, you have like you a, a front loading right now? I do. I wasn't my choice. It was in the house when we got here. Okay. But um, because I'm like, a, I'm totally scared of mold. Yeah. And those front loaders um, are designed to be closed and you don't want to close your front loader. This is the PSA. Do not let your front loader door be closed ever or the little right after. drawer thing that needs to be open too so my husband was annoyed with that whole process because it's in the laundry um uh stuff is in our mudroom and so there's the front loader and the dryers on top of it and it's right at the door to the bathroom in the mudroom mm. and so in order to get there you have to basically move the do- the door that i leave open and then that's where Huck sleeps to the right, like right in front of it. And so you kind of have to like go through a maze to get into the bathroom. So he did this really fancy Velcro situation where, uh, so the door is about 70% open. Um, that was our compromise. <laughs> so it's always 70% open with this little Velcro attachment um, so that it's never closed. I love that. I have a top loading one, thankfully. Yeah, that I, if I, um, we might, you know, replace that. But before, when we did move in, I actually had somebody come out and test for mold um, in that room and there because I was just so concerned about there being mold in there. Yeah, rightfully so. And all right. So outside of like laundry and um, some products, 
there are a lot of people that uh, may use like the word authenticity like varies from person to person mm-hmm. like what is what does being authentic mean to you um to me it's just being like true to myself to my core and i think a lot of what comes with being authentic is being more familiar with yourself and whenever like you can tell when someone is not being themselves when they're like trying to be authentic but it like it just doesn't feel right you know what i mean it feels forced it feels so forced and so the more i get to know myself and understand myself and the more in tune i am with my body then like the more authentic the more i'm able to communicate who i am which makes me the more authentic does that make sense yeah it does and so one thing that i have felt as i've grown um whether just as a person and in my faith is that i don't necessarily i've seen that meme come around like you know uh I like my people like I like my products, non-toxic, yeah. which, you know, I understand. And you want to surround yourself with people who um, who are uh, supportive of you. And But I don't necessarily want to surround myself with a bunch of exactly like-minded, um, yes, people that agree with everything that I say because – people in my life that I that I trust that maybe our core values are the same or very similar I I learn a lot from and maybe I am looking at something um a little wonky and I do need people to hold me accountable and I do need people to disagree with me where I need to be called out on and so I'm not saying that you need toxic people in your life but I do do think there to an extent you need um if there's somebody in your life that what they say is like brings out the worst in you. Um, maybe that person is there to bring out the worst in you, like to to get it out. Maybe yeah. you need to deal with that stuff in your life. And so I like to try and challenge people and remind myself that just because somebody makes me feel something um, doesn't mean I need to unfollow them on social media or, um, you know, stop being their friend, but maybe first um, figure out why they're making me feel a certain way and uh, and and then maybe take the proper steps to either, you know, have some self-correction or maybe I do need to unfollow them. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what what steps do you take on unfollowing people? Because I know you've got, you've got some um, views on this. Yes. I take, like, my news feed on social media, which I'm mostly on Instagram, so that's just, like, the one I'm going to talk about, but like I take that news feed very seriously and I completely curate it so that when I'm spending time on that app, I'm filled with positivity, with um, education, like things that I want to learn about. And if there's anything on there that makes me feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not being enough, I unfollow. And the thing is, is usually it's not even about that other person. It's about me Mm -hmm. and where my heart is at. And so I'm just, I'm very particular about what I allow to influence me, whether that's like the movies I watch, the music I listen to, like what I'm taking in. I do my best to like guard my heart. Mm -hmm. And um, and maybe we can talk a little bit about Enneagram because we are... Um, I, I talked to Samantha about this. She's a one and I'm an eight. Yes. And so it's like this personality test, if you don't already know, and it kind of helps you um, kind of uh, 
see how you operate and maybe I think for the most part it's it's more helpful to help identify with other people and maybe how they respond to situations and um but for for me as an eight like there are people in my life that drive me crazy um and there's things that people do that I don't appreciate um and but it's helped me understand like oh they're they're a they're a seven and this is how they're dealing with it or they they aren't really saying what they mean that doesn't mean that they're lying it means that they are a little bit more uncomfortable with with outright um confrontation because i i appreciate somebody being confrontational with with facts and not beating around the bush i do not like to be flattered yeah like it allows you to just show people more grace because it's like you have more understanding and i think so much of conflict resolves around like we don't actually understand or we're not seeking to understand yeah totally and so i found myself in situations of like somebody texting me a question and i was like really put off by it because of the the way it was phrased and there was like this martyrdom in it like they were requesting to do something and oh woe is me and i'm like that's that that's going to be an automatic no for me but i'm like wait a second she is you know she's definitely more of a nine or a two i don't know i get those two mixed up as i was telling you today you're a nine you're like no i'm a two i know um and i'm like okay she's coming from this place and um for me it sounds like she's trying to be manipulative and i don't respond to that i would rather you be up front and say i would like to do this because of this that's it don't don't try and create the situation that is going to make me feel bad because i'm not going to feel bad because you're trying to make me feel bad mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like i'm very resistant to that and so uh as i'm working this out in my brain and like going oh this is fascinating i forgot to respond to her um and then she texted me later saying oh never mind I, I figured this out and i was like oh crap well i guess i didn't even have to deal with that but it was interesting to kind of watch that play out in my brain of like okay, I don't feel as irritated with her because I know that she's as a different personality type. Um, This is how she's expressing herself. And she's not trying to manipulate me. And um, so as somebody who's an eight, who's definitely more upfront, direct, um, I appreciate um, facts and just being to the point, not wasting time. I don't require as much grace um, in the approach. And so that's basically how I communicate with people. You, on the other hand, um, like we mentioned before, like you, you have a much more peaceful demeanor and maybe you tend to guard your heart more with people that you follow in your, in your newsfeed. Um, whereas I probably have a little bit more leeway with, um, you can be a little bit more in, in my face about something, yeah. even if it even if it offends me, or even if I disagree with it. I'm just like, eh, whatever. I'm just um, like, I'm so empathetic that like, even when I watch a movie, I like put myself in that movie and it becomes real life and I have dreams about it, you know? And so like, even on my newsfeed, like I'm just so empathetic that there are things that affect me on like a very deep level and I feel things very deeply. And so I, ju- I do, I just have to, I have very firm boundaries because as a two, like it's very easy to be a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And so I set very firm boundaries and I am, I like hold them really strong. <laughs> T- 
tattoos, do you feel like in an at an unhealthy level, they can be walked over? Like they can let people trample on them? Absolutely. Take advantage? That's one of the words that um, whenever I'm not feeling very healthy comes to mind is I feel taken advantage of. And I feel like um, more and more so I've seen even just on social media with you setting those boundaries like to your followers that you feel to me as in more of a healthy place because you're being graceful with with your delivery you're protecting yourself essentially mm-hmm. you're you're just setting up those those boundaries to protect your heart and your emotions because it is more draining for someone like you than it is for someone like me i might be, get drained by something totally different um like feeling like I need to fight a fight about vaccine hesitancy and go a whole week without sleep because I feel so important to um, right a wrong. Yeah. Well, when I am ovulating, I become, you know, because that's when, when you're ovulating is whenever you're like at uh, like a, a heightened sensitivity, if you will. And okay. um, I am more like aggressive and dominating like an eight. Like interesting when twos are in stress, they usually go to an eight. And is ovulating like a point of stress oh, for your body? Well, yes and no. I would say no, not typically, but I think because we've been trying to conceive for 15 months that it really has become something stressful unintentionally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're like, it's okay. You're, you're up to bat. It's your turn to, to do your thing. Yeah. Ovulation. Yeah. So about, um, you know, ovulation, we, we've both experienced uh, cycling with the moon. Yes. And I thought it was so fascinating. I felt like uh, I've never felt like more of a holistic badass <laughs> than when I was, you know, completely in sync with the moon cycle. I would start my period within... Um, um, one day was like within like four hours of the of the new moon and then I would ovulate with the full moon and this happened for several months and I'm like man I am just on fire yes and um and so I think that came a little bit of like egotistical uh not not on purpose but then something happened that um I, I knew what had happened and it threw threw me off and I'm like I feel Oh, I'm not. I'm not exactly in sync with with the moon anymore. And 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 you know what? That's okay. It is okay. But um, I will. I will say that. Let me ask. Just ask you. Maybe you can explain to people like why why is it that women tend to cycle with with the moon or they can. Yes. Okay. So first of all, I know that this sounds very woo woo and very new agey, and I know that people are like, I don't believe this. But let just hear me out. Let me explain it. So the moon controls the tides of the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. Our bodies are like at least 60% water. So if we are in tune with our environment, the moon is going to affect our bodies. We see that. We see how it affects the ocean. Surely it's going to affect our bodies. So I think that's really, really cool. And what I've seen with the women that I serve, since I specialize in like menstrual cycles, um, is that when their body is functioning at an optimal level, free from absorbing the stressors within their environment, they are cycling with the moon. And I first experienced that this summer 
which would be three and a half years, no, four years off of oral contraceptives for me. So it took Mm -hmm. my body four years to get in tune with its environment. And so when when it's cycling with the moon, would it be every 28 days or would would one tend to migrate towards starting their period um, on the full moon or on the new moon? Because I know that there's I know different sets of people um, who they're cycled with different, whether it's the full moon or the new moon, or um, is it just the moon cycling is more of a 28 day, no matter what day of the month? Um, okay, so there are two different ways. Like, you can ovulate on the full moon or you can bleed on the full moon. Um, and, the like, if you have a what's called a white moon cycle, that means that you bleed during the new moon. So when it's very dark outside because there really isn't a moon. And if you're mm-hmm. on a red moon cycle, then that means that you're bleeding during a full moon. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, I... I would bleed during new moons, so I'm a white moon cycle. Same. And I ovulated during the full moon, which is Mm -hmm. really actually like when you ovulate during a full moon, that's like really powerful for your ovulation. So I thought that was like so cool. Also, all my friends and community group knew, and so they were all like, whenever it was a full moon, they'd be like, baby making time. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I know. Uh, Because whenever I would start to act a little... um, maybe overly uh, sensitively aggressive, Mm -hmm. maybe. My husband would would pull up, like, moon cycle (laughs) for whatever this month, and he'd be like, oh. He's like, look at your period's coming, like, in two days. Yes. Um, Honestly, like, I didn't expect or understand, like, how the lunar cycles affect our menstrual cycles until I saw this, like, synchronicity of, okay, one month I – was ovulating and it was a full moon and I only knew that because we slept with our black like dark out curtains open and it was waking me up at night the moon was so bright and I was like oh dang and I'm ovulating weird and so we did that the next month and I was like good gosh like I cannot sleep this moon is so bright and I was like and I'm ovulating so that's when I started looking into it more but I will say like I think um our bodies are capable of jumping so like right now I'm kind of like at an in-between where I was ovulating with the full moon and I think my body's moving towards ovulating with the new moon so I'm at like like kind of what you were saying where you are where you're not ovulating with the full moon anymore yeah I'm kind of like five days off because I had something that set set me off where I um had uh it, it wasn't, um, this is something that I'm not going to share with my audience, but something happened. Mm-hmm. And so my period got, uh, you know, thrown off. And, uh, but now I started yesterday and what yesterday was the 20, oh no, it was the 30th. Yesterday was the 30th. And, um, the full moon was on the 21st. Right. And so the new moon is on the 4th. Yeah. So I'm like five days away from being where I was before. That's exactly um, where, where I am. Really? You're like five days off? Yeah. Which actually... But like a couple mo- months ago, I was seven days off. So it, I was like a week behind. Yes. And now I feel like I feel like my body wants to get back on that track of the, the new moon. Yes. But your your body is wanting to get into sync with uh, the reverse. Um, sounds like. Yes. Yeah. I think that's what's happening. So because I'm like currently on day six of my cycle right now. So I was, 
I don't know, I'm kind of like an in-between both, but I think it's moving toward um, ovulating with the new moon. It's super interesting. And um, yeah, we do know that it can come off as like kind of new agey, but it's it's not. I feel like this is the way that God designed our bodies. And if you just sit back and have no intervention and just watch it happen, and by no intervention, I mean, you know, you're not like having an artificial mm-hmm. um period with uh with birth any any form of birth control um that uh you can you can kind of see some synchronicity yeah <laughs> happen and it's 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 interesting it's, it's just fascinating to me someone being like oh you know like i like it's a full moon like i'm ovulating and they're like oh that's just a little too new agey a little too out there for me and i'm like New agey or not, like this has been happening. This is the fourth month in a row that this has happened. And I was like, I fully believe in Jesus Christ. And like, this is happening. So I don't know what you want to say about that. But I do believe that our bodies are intelligent. And I do believe that God created our bodies with intelligence and that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And I also believe that our earth and our environment is intelligent. You know, grass grows, trees grow. Right. All these things. So, And I believe that we're designed to work in harmony with our environment. Yes. So even saying that you want to go outside and, and walk in the ground, like, uh, you know, to do some grounding, to walk in the grass, to walk in the dirt, even that can sound new agey to people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? New agey is more about, I, I guess, um, maybe just thinking a little bit differently. Maybe that's your perspective, what new age is. But sitting at a computer on a desk all day it's artificial light and um electronics is is not um it's not natural like janie i always just look back to creation like how were our bodies created and i firmly believe that the greatest science of all is the science of normal normal human physiology and that is how god created our bodies you know and so i just look back to like how were we created to live and function and sure like we're not cavemen anymore. You know what I mean? Like, sure, like we've evolved, but I don't think that we were created to sit at a desk all day long, like you're talking about. So you were designed to go live in the wilderness, in the woods where... Um, with my armpit hair. Or, or, yeah, with your armpit yeah. hair. <laughs> but we are designed to be in community. Like, yes. there we are designed to be, you know, outdoors, getting our sun with our feet in uncontaminated glyphosate free soil mm-hmm. and um you know picking the food and eating it and not stressing out about you know every little thing that we totally consume we're eating stuff that's in season and we're sleeping with the uh you know we what is it called with the um, circadian rhythm? Yeah, all of that. There's so much. There's so much wonderful things that can that can come out of like uh, removing some technology and uh, just letting the earth do its thing. Yeah, like one of the things I always think about is so the greatest source of negative ions. If you want to talk about it um, from like a, mm, I want to say anatomical. That's not right. Like in, um, I guess it's molecular level. Yeah. Um, the greatest source of negative ions is a waterfall. Waterfalls produce negative ions. And negative meaning good. Yeah, negative is good. Um, but then, like, sources of positive ions are, like, electronics, your cell phone, mm-hmm. your TV, your laptop, those things. And so people are always kind of like, oh, like, what does a salt lamp do? I'm like, it emits negative ions, which 
is like a waterfall. I mean, it's not as yeah. strong as a waterfall, but um, that's like that's what they do. Right. That's and that's why it's created. It's really good to open up your doors um, right after the rain because um, the rain will create a more negative ion atmosphere and you can bring that indoors and kind of cleanse yes. out any any positive too much um it's so funny to say like clean out those positive ions I know. positive ions aren't the ones that you want um so um but just maybe one quick thing before we we wrap up because i know we've already gone on for so long mm-hmm. but um maybe we can just close on preserving our energy yes and i know you have some some great thoughts about this yeah i um take my time like i guess the thing is I'm not very money oriented or money driven. I'm more time oriented. And so like for me to donate my time means more than for me to just like write you a check. Mm -hmm. So I just take my time like very seriously. And that also being, I take my downtime very seriously. Um, And so I think, especially being an Enneagram two where I'm in, I'm serving people like that's what I love to do. And that's, I feel loved when I'm helping people. I have to set the boundary of preserving my energy so that I'm able to continue to serve the community at that high capacity without feeling taken advantage of or draining, completely draining myself. Um, Yeah, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, but I think that so often gets like misconstrued within like the self-love movement, you know? And it's like, hey, but serving others is actually like a really great form of self-love. No, it it totally is. And my husband and I were just talking about we need to go through a list of what what our family values are because Sawyer has been asking some really pointed questions about this stuff. And, you know, she she observes things in in our house and then she hears things at school and she's like, well, what about this? And and like, it's probably time for us to be very like uh, direct Mm -hmm. about what our values are. So... Charlie like or Charlie's like okay so what are our values like we he's like I'm probably going to have some that um that you might not agree with and so we need to really sit down and get on the same page about these so we can communicate them to her effectively and um you know one of them if even if we look in scripture about if you if you take uh, the first two kind of bigger commandments is you know loving the Lord your God um, with all your heart and soul um, and mind and strength. But then number two being love um, your neighbor, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. But that's two pieces there. Mm -hmm. That's love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so there's, there's this balance between uh, taking care of yourself, Mm -hmm. which is an, which is an act of sacrifice in and of itself. And then um, how you treat other people. Um, And so, that that's that it's a tricky balance to know where where is that sacrifice going to come from in terms of self-preservation and self-care and giving up oneself to care for others and um for everybody that's going to be different and uh it's it's tricky to even communicate for me and charlie to each other um because we're totally different people maybe mm-hmm. this the enneagram will help us understand that um, we need to trust each other to know that I, you know what, I can't go to that event or I can't do this to serve somebody else because I, um, I don't feel like, I feel like it's going to completely, um, I don't have it in me 
Yeah. It's not self-preserving. Um, not that I don't want to do it or not that um, I don't feel like it's worthy, but I don't have at that much gas. Yeah. And um, so um, anyway, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, a lot to do with being in tune with, again, your values and what you know as a person you can do and not judging other people because, hey, they didn't donate as much time as you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, or comparing yourself that you, you didn't donate as much time as they did because we all are um, doing our best. Yes. And I still remember like the conversation my dad had with me when he shared like our family's core values with me. And I carry those with me to this day. So I'm really excited for you guys to have that conversation with Sawyer. Yeah, we are. Um, we're excited because we've actually had that conversation pre Sawyer, and we mm-hmm. used to have like a family. Like, what do we want to accomplish this year? And and like family, me and him, and we'd have different categories of values, and we haven't done it since she was born. And so, I'm I'm sure a lot of them are the same, and maybe some of them are going to be different now because uh, she's involved. And so, yeah, for sure. Anyway. All right. So on that note, though, uh, we have we have things to do today. And so we're going to we're going to end our conversation because we're going to preserve our time and go where we need need to go. And in order to get things done and, uh, you know, take care of ourselves and our families. Yeah, absolutely. That work life balance, you know. Absolutely. All right, Courtney, well, thanks so much for spending um, time and uh, donating your voice and your thoughts and your heart with this uh podcast thank you janny i'm so honored to be here i just love your girl and i love your community too i love you too thanks for joining and listening into our conversation we know it covered a variety of topics and we mentioned several products so again like we mentioned there will be a blog post with the full audio transcript of this podcast so if you go on to jannyorganically.com you can search for the word Courtney. I'm sure that will come up. Um, also, if you're listening to this fairly recently to the air date, then I'm sure it'll be one of the first blog posts that you see directly on the website. And, you know, I didn't even mention that it's Dr. Courtney Kayla and that she is a chiropractor. We were going to talk about that and it just had, you know, didn't arise naturally. But she is a doctor of chiropractic out of Texas. So you can find her on Instagram at at D-R, Courtney, Kayla, and Kayla is spelled K-A-H-L-A. And if you don't mind leaving a rating for this podcast, you can choose the star um, and leave a review. Every time you do that, it boosts this episode, the podcast, higher into recommended listens for others and spreads the message And so I would appreciate that. And if you feel like subscribing, if you want to hear from me on a weekly or bi-monthly basis, um, do so at your own risk. Thanks. See you soon.